Hi there, good day. Welcome to the A Travel Companion podcast. Uh, usually we uh, talk about travel. However, there is little or no news except for the virus and how you cannot travel. But that said, we are very, very pleased to have in the studio in Chiswick today the CEO and founder of Clean Tech Region Impact Group. Now, he is also the founder of the largest uh, clean tech event in the Nordic Baltic countries, where the name of that is Nordic Impact Week. And you can find out a lot more on uh, the website cleantechregion.com. It was fantastic to have him on the podcast. You can also find more on our website. That's podcast.earth. And without further ado, here he is, Lars Ling. Where are we? We, we are here in Chiswick. Mm-hmm. Uh, in spaces which is like uh, we work and um, i am here with lars ling lars hi good day how are you hi peter how are you i'm very very well except for all the viruses going around isn't it <laughs> what can you do <laughs> not much not much you can just keep on keep on living and see what will happen i suppose at a certain point now lars you're the ceo founder of clean tech uh, region impact group which was founded 12 years ago uh 2008 and i understand that you uh, have organized quite a few events uh in this time have done quite a few interviews as well i just heard and they some people call you the rock star of uh, clean tech in northern europe fantastic why would they say that i love that you like that yeah well you have to ask them i'll ask them but, but do you have any idea any in- inclination why they would say something like that so yeah i think no i what they're saying is that uh, apparently i'm making impact in this field and they like it mm-hmm. and um yeah basically that's it that's it no fair enough and so you work together with private brands, uh, governmental uh, organizations, academia, and also uh, with uh, municipalities and uh, yeah, also chambers of trade. That's quite a bit, I must say. And you have a lot of experience yourself as a serial entrepreneur. Correct. Yeah. And uh, is there anything that you'd like to plug <laughs> at this point? Or? Yeah, no, I'm a happy guy from Sweden. Yeah. And, um, Sweden, I forgot about that part. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm born in Sweden. Yeah and um love life in general and uh, you got to take care of every second yeah that's absolutely true that's absolutely true and you, you know you're london are you, are you stuck in london with the virus or how does that work i'm stuck in london yeah forever and ever and ever well, I, li- I lived here since 2017 and okay. <clears throat> i've been traveling a lot but yeah. but right now I, I came here because i'm uh, preparing for the autumn nordic impact weeks and um but right now this corona is escalating yeah so right now it, it's pretty uncertain i can't stay in the house uh, with my friends either so mm. i'm staying at hotel right and um as i told you before now it's they're closing down the hotels as well so. really are they using the beds for people that are ill or no Ill the, or? it's recommendation recommendation from the government to close the hotels yeah. right oh okay that's not good what are you going to do then uh, you're going to stay in airbnb or fly back to sweden or what's the option uh, working on the streets or on the streets yeah <laughs> sleeping <laughs> under the bridge or something like that yeah no we'll get a look at alternatives so uh see if we can find apartments or airbnb yeah yeah that makes sense i've mm. got a friend who does that uh, as well airbnb um okay and you've been uh, passionate um about sustainability and a sustainable world uh, for 14 years already since 2006 <laughs> that's correct what drives you why are you so yeah that's that's a good question i mean that's kind of an human evolution every day from Mm -hmm. a personal point of view but 
for me the start was when I met one of my mentors, Anders Nyquist. He's an 85-year-young eco-architect. I was going to ask you about that later, but this is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I um, before that, I I moved back to the Nordics to Sweden from Australia. Right. And it was like a blank white paper for me. <clears throat> and um, as everything coincidences, I met with Anders Nyquist. And he's an eco-architect and um, one of the the uh, send all words he said to me in the beginning, we talk about green buildings and uh, energy efficiency in houses and how you build societies. And he said, Lars, we have to stop build uh, storage boxes for people. We got to start with the social vision. And that was kind of the starting point for me and my interest to see that what is most important, what's the core of sustainability? Well, it's you and me. Yeah. Because if we don't function, we have a social vision, nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. And and uh, he has a eco cycle village, Rompan, uh, is yeah. that, what I read. And uh, built by him quite quite a long time ago 50 50 years ago yeah he started it was he yeah. was early with this so what everybody are looking for today as a regenerated yeah. village or an environmental eco village yeah he started to build 50 years ago 50 years ago but sustainability mm-hmm. was not really a thing at that point was it? no he was early he was early he just wanted to build something that's green and uh, and good for the environment or was there any vision behind well, that? well it's know, about or? look at all the systems how you actually are looking to and that's what circular economy and regeneration is about and yeah. you're looking at all the flows the systems energy water sewage mm-hmm. food production produce your own food mm-hmm. looking at all the flows Okay, so circular economy, that, that's what he uh, is really standing in for. In practice. Yeah? And you as well? Well, circular economy is like everything, it's a made-up thing, right? Right. What, what is circular? It's a term, yeah. You just, it's yeah. a term yeah. that we can put, um, well, meaning to it in terms that we look in all the flows we have in the world and society, look at water for example uh, energy production how is that happening today if you look in all other flows in in a city or a village mm-hmm. um how, from from how a product is produced to it's consumed and where what do we do with it and yeah. does it have a value and uh, do we care about it or do we just use one thing very short time and we throw it away i right. mean it's all value so What's most trending today is waste to value, where you're basically looking at everything. Uh, not It's not waste, it's value. Mm-hmm. And if you go to other countries, uh, emerging countries, and uh, you go to Africa or other markets where they don't have the luxury as we have in developed countries to throw away things after they have used it one time. Yeah. Um, to keep it for a long time uh, well, with a plastic spoon or something, is that what you mean? They or? Are, well, anything of value, they don't throw it because it has a value. Yeah. So uh, that's why a lot of waste to energy projects in Africa hasn't happened because there's no waste. Right, right. Okay. Every, everything is gets reused yeah. from uh, old tires, old metal pieces, yeah. anything that yeah. you can use, reuse. Yeah. So that's also kind of the mantra that Anders had, you know, this, you get to reuse, recycle and... and um, you also work alongside the Sustainable Development Goals, the SDGs, uh, so for 2030. Yeah, some people say we really have to do something now 
I spoke with Rebellion, Extinction Rebellion. They said 2025, otherwise the world um, will go under. Uh, so then you have people that say, you know, we're working towards 2050. Why 2030 mm. for you, if I may ask? Yeah, good question. Uh, <clears throat> well, I have, I'm going to bring some hope here too. So okay, good. The world is not going to go under. That's good. Fantastic news. Thank you. <laughs> really good news. <laughs> um, I, I like everyone who um, support everyone who wants to uh, contribute to positive change in that. But um, if you look in terms of the day, the, the sustainability goals are also fantastic. Yeah. It's a great initiative. It's created a common language for people to learn what's important and so on. But if you're looking on climate change as such, um, I might differ here uh, <clears throat> because I believe it's climate change is not the problem that we have. Okay. What, what is the problem? You and me, Peter. Me, me. <laughs> <laughs> we, okay. we, the humans, are the problem. So, right. so what we need is human change. Okay. We can address, we can start and, and uh, take action today. And fun, we're sitting here today in the time of Corona and everybody now is looking, look, there's dolphins in, in, <laughs> in Venice. Hey, look, yeah. the air is clean. Hey, look, well, that's, that's proof that it works. So it's up to you and me and every second we, we can make decisions how mm -hmm. we want to act. So there's enough money in the world today there's also solutions to address the climate challenges right. uh, so why aren't we doing it peter i'm not sure i'm sure that if they see that there's money coming in from being more sustainable and i'm sure there's plenty of examples of companies that are moving in that direction and they actually mm. see hey this is good for my back pocket mm. then that might inspire other organizations and companies to do the same yeah so uh could it be that we're we're simple Habitual humans. Pretty much so, yeah. Pretty much so. Unless someone says, well, you know, we're not actually. So that's why it's good that there are also uh, organizations like Extinction Rebellion and there's people like yeah. the, the, the lady from your country uh, as well, who is very right. inspirational and mm -hmm. might not uh, uh, believe everything that she says, uh, or what she stands for. But I do think that she makes companies and even governments move uh, into a certain direction, a uh, direction of change. I don't know how you feel about that. No, that's my mission. What the world needs today and everyone who's involved in these decisions, trans transformation, yeah. we can call it from a fossil to renewable world, yeah. uh, they need help. And that's the kind of help I want to contribute and support everyone, every decision maker from a banker, finance, from a mayor, from uh, a civil servant in a municipality, uh, a corporate business owner, an insurance company, anyone on the supply chain who can make it happen. Yeah. They need support. Mm -hmm. And I want to support them with education, inspiration, not only the um, best practice solutions to address, but uh, as human individuals, I want to support them and yeah. corporations. Okay, and and you say um, via education that that means educating uh, organizations, government, and do you work together with um, education? Do you work with universities yourself? Um, I, I understand that you, in California, where you've been as well, you worked with universities, or been a lot in California. But uh, I have a favorite uh, place where I've been, and I said I, I came, I visited spaces in Helsinki. So yeah. 
Last two years, I spent a lot of time in Helsinki in Finland, mm -hmm. and I love um, their approach and, and the ec education system. Why, why is that? <clears throat> well, Finland is ranked number one in the world in education. They are very pragmatic, uh, progressive, and no bullshit. Right. And they support individuals, and they actually uh, put demands, <laughs> requirements on students. And, but it started uh, a little bit earlier and and for finland this journey this is my version yeah it started um with a challenge when nokia and the, the the last crisis you know um nokia shut down and also you had uh, a lot of students who said that this education system and model is not good enough okay so they started a movement of new uh, of startups and entrepreneurship And that's where this sort of Finnish success yeah. um, excelled, no, what can you say, accelerated and took off. And Startup Sauna, this one of the biggest startup events, Slush, was born. Mm -hmm. And Finland today is ranked number one in education in the world. Basically, what re what requirements do they have on students? You, you mentioned the requirements uh, on, on, on education and on students. Uh, can you say that again? Yeah, requirements. You mentioned that they require uh, certain standards from their students, uh, correct? Or Well, requirements are more practically hands-on, hands re really, really supporting teachers. Teachers, yeah. Um, which you see in many countries, there are different approaches. Uh, I'm Swedish myself, and yeah. I can see there's a big difference. Okay. And um, from other countries, but they really support their teachers in a, in a particular way, or um, well, they are fairly paid and supported ah, okay. uh, with tools. So they have a very important role, a key key role in in society, uh -huh. um, because it it it's it's about education in the world. That's uh, if we should summarize. How do we create a better society world? Well, we need to be enlightened. We need information, education, awareness. And it, the core of sustainability starts with you and me again yeah. here, right? Mm -hmm. So wherever you are on your journey, uh, when you start school, you need the best possible support, tools, and, and uh, help to become um, to build your social skills. Uh, that is absolutely correct. And and you said the startup scene there, and you mentioned Slush. Uh, that is an event, and you have been involved yourself as well as on your website? Or? Not been involved in Slush, okay. but uh, I've been following it. And uh, how it started was this Nordic Impact Week yep. that I've been organizing to Silicon Valley for seven years. Okay. A lot of Finnish startups, entrepreneurs, and that led to contacts with uh, Start North, a Finnish um, Next Generation Education Platform, and that led to connections with Helsinki, city of Helsinki. Yeah. So um, last year I've been helping and supporting Helsinki. Um, so Helsinki and their neighbor cities in Finland has some really interesting plans how <clears throat> how we are, how can we take the, the innovation ecosystem entrepreneurial support system to the next level. Right. And, and and how are you yourself involved with that? Well, I'm supporting Helsinki. We have started a little bit of collaboration and Helsinki reached out a hand to Stockholm mm -hmm. in Sweden and, and wanted to see how can we collaborate. Yeah. Okay. More. 
more more collaboration between yeah. between the Nordic countries or yeah, globally yeah. as well? Or um, I would like to see more collaboration between the Nordic right. and also the Baltic countries. The Baltic countries as yeah, well. Yeah, okay. so have an expression. There's a new word or term coming or should we say new nordics new nordics so there's new baltic nordics. countries and the nordic countries yeah yeah okay yeah so it's about 34 million um decently educated developed countries uh stable uh you have uh, functioning democracies still <laughs> <laughs> why is it not functioning come on <laughs> <laughs> okay, so and that is collaboration and sharing of ideas, or yeah. how do we see that? Well, it's the best example you can do in the world. You know, sharing good examples, yep. uh, not talk, tell, show, and, and show practice. So that's been very important, and that's what I brought with me from Anders Nyquist. Yeah, uh, he's been, you know, the most important learnings. Uh, you, we got to show and create good examples. Good examples. And how do you share those examples? Or how do you uh, plan to share those examples? I'm not sure. Well, I started a, a magazine called Green Solutions from yep. Sweden. Yep. Uh, how long ago was that? 2008. I have one with me here. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so this actually, I, I should blame Anders a little bit on that because there was really in 2008 um, a lot of interest from the whole world of green solutions but there was no good material uh-huh. no good place to tell a story and showcase good examples and that's why i sort of started green solutions okay and now how are you doing it nowadays because obviously magazines are not really you know in play anymore i mean i mean i look at the magazine shop in the news agency next door and they went from two walls of yeah. magazines to like well, a quarter right so i believe that we should embrace technology yeah of course uh and, and let technology do all the 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 sort of um shitty things or boring, <laughs> boring things right <laughs> so we can have intellectual good high quality time together as yeah. humans but yeah of course um uh, the way how we consume and read uh, has changed with technology. So yeah. most you can do digitally and virtually today as well. So, uh, but I'm planning there's an upgrade of the Green Solutions magazine coming now uh, this year. Okay, uh, another magazine or digital magazine or something with video or how do we see it? Green Solutions has been virtually on, virtual. on issue platform from the beginning. Okay. Uh, now we want to take that to the next level to to use technology to produce stories. Okay. And video and podcasts. How I, interesting! I learned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so much video and and you see in social media video dominates today. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So, okay, Nader, that, that makes total sense. So you can make like short stories, like short documentaries, like uh, quite a few other companies have done as well, obviously, but um, in a different way, in, yeah. a, in a better uh, way, I take it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I believe, totally believe that, you know, like many smart thought leaders says, you will Harari, everyone else, everything is a story. Sure. You are a story, Peter. This is everything is a story, and uh, in our common or common narrative, so um, it's then an art or an opportunity how you want to craft and tell that story, and what what is this story? I mean, this is a story as well. Mm -hmm. How how are you going to craft your stories? If if you you have an idea already, have you got something outlined, or is that something that you're going to determine at a later stage, or? 
I mean, this is a constant journey, learning journey for mm. you as a human evolution or all the time. How do you convey a story in a good way? And what is the story? I mean, what is your story, Peter? Uh, well, I've traveled for a long time, uh, four years. Uh, I did slow travel, not so much because of the environment, but uh, just because uh. I really believe that you get a better view of the people and the countries and the communities that you visit. Yeah. And uh, I like that. And uh, I like really staying in one place for a longer time. So uh, all of all, all along, I've been almost a green traveler, yeah. uh, I would say, without even without even knowing it. So... But I, I, I think that um, I don't think the world is going down in, in five years time or 10 years time or 20 years time. I don't I don't believe that at all. But I do believe that when I go to wherever I go, Fuerte Ventura and I see a plastic uh, bin bag, a black plastic on, on top of that uh, bin bag, which is the worst for the environment, yeah. floating in the sea and no one does anything about it. Or I see people just leaving stuff on the beach. Or yeah. I, I think that's horrible. I mm. think that's horrible. And if people just stay in a all-inclusive hotel and they don't care about the communities that they visit they don't visit at local restaurants and then experience uh, yeah. and you know the locals then i think that can be done in a in a better way that's why i'm doing what i'm doing i I'm totally agree yeah. uh, <clears throat> here's um this is not a commercial for sas scandinavian airlines sure yeah right yeah so but um they they did a really good commercial and i like it so um how can you change the world if you haven't seen it? So how can we encourage governments, um, cities, anyone else to, particularly for younger generations, to actually see the world? And now they, nowadays we could definitely embrace technology, mm -hmm. like virtual and extended reality. Yeah. Is that, is that some, because I saw on your website as well, some links to Vive. Um, mm. Yeah. So is that something that you're looking into? Uh, AR, mixed reality, virtual uh, reality? Is that the technology that you're going to use as well in the near future? Absolutely. I'm learning about it. And mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, um, I don't know if you have tested virtual reality. Yes. Well, I've, I have indeed. And I've got an app on the market for AR as well. Uh, there yeah. you go. Then yeah. you know. So these immersive experiences that you can actually, create with technology is unbelievable it and, is, I, and yeah. I totally believe that's that's the combination as well today how you can actually educate in a better way much better and there are so many proof of it now I've tested um, different labs I've been in Singapore um, some time ago and I did a helicopter training um, really? I, I got stuck in the helicopter. Really? Did you crash? Or? <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't get up in the air. Oh, you didn't get up in the air? Technician, technical training. Yeah. Was it like with virtual yeah, reality? Full, yeah, full virtual. Full virtual. So yeah. you took off as well in the helicopter? Uh, no. You did, did, did the training? Just only, or the just practical see? service training. Right, okay. Uh, and uh, I, I really believe, and um, I believe that Accenture <laughs> had a study um, that was presented were in Tallinn, uh, in Estonia. And uh, this is Accenture Liquid Labs, um, Olesha, um, what's her name? Well, they presented that uh, two scenarios. Normal now, today, if we talk here and yeah. we don't remind each other, in, in one week we forgot 50% of it. Most likely, In yeah. two weeks we forgot it all. But if you use technologies as virtual reality and you practically... We, we do it practically when we talk about it at the mm -hmm. same time. Uh, it shows that you remember 90%. So what if we could um, use technology for any kind of 
practical learning mm-hmm. how to make up your bed yeah how to slice bread yeah. how to be a good human citizen uh-huh. for That's, example that, yeah yeah make that makes total sense to me i've been using online courses for a long time and i think it's actually better because you can go back if you don't understand something and do it in your own tempo and i think that now as well obviously i was going to bring it up with the coronavirus because everyone now has to uh, they, they they're educated at home they're schooled yeah. at home and yeah. I think that the world look will look totally different, and you know when this is all blown over, six months, uh, maybe a year and a half, as they say, uh, before it's all gone. I, I don't know; it could be three months as well, depending on really who you speak to. Mm-hmm. But I do think that with everyone being educated at home, people working from home, and the difficulties that I encounter at the moment, even big companies like Google and Apple, they have problems getting into the system because obviously their security uh, seems to be a problem uh, there. I think it might um, really turn out quite good for for a lot of uh, a lot of organizations and if you can also choose the teacher at a certain point that teaches you something as opposed to getting an average teacher yeah. it might be better I don't know this this is what the Finnish um, startups in education is all about is to it? find yeah. better practical ways to learn mm-hmm. Um, not the 1600 century system where you have a linear monologue from someone, a professor, telling you how it is with no little or little interaction. More than just this is the way how it is. And the world today from society and corporations, that's not the requirements that students and youngsters are trained for yeah do you do you think that if they do it in a different way and they don't have someone really to dictate how it is do you think that might be easier so, to so distract it from the task that's at hand learning yes i do believe that uh it's a big challenge as most things how do you change a system that's been in place since 1600 century yeah you know this is the way how it is this is always how we've done it and so on and, and um, so you need good leadership <clears throat> i am genuinely believer that we need more better practical leadership and it's about leadership mm-hmm. from self-leadership um, if we talk it language we need a new operating system on governments clearly today what we see and mm-hmm. um, on civil society on business but the most important key component what consists of a society of a city of a country of a company corporation organization is humans mm-hmm. and that's why we need human change we need to start with the core because if you look on the world today it's it's really technically tech driven and technically set up mm-hmm. everything is about tech and unicorns uh, but what's most important, Peter, is it the technology or your knowledge, usage, and, and the value it brings to you? Mm-hmm. Or or the technology itself? Yeah, I, I mean, if, if I, 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 like I say, I, I fully believe in it, but I don't think it's easy to implement. But I think that this, the, 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 the period we're going through now, the, the coronavirus, um, might make people think the same with, I, I believe, with... Um, Conferences we have Google I/O, which was um, obviously um, cancelled, and well, they wanted to do it streaming. We now have to have cancelled actually fully. I don't know why, uh, but maybe they feel that uh, it's the biggest conference from from Google really for the for developers, uh, yeah. and they, maybe they feel that it might not be successful, and they don't want a su- unsuccessful summit. Uh, that might be one reason for it. 
Um, on the other hand, WWDC, which is the biggest Apple developer conference, is uh, going ahead fully streaming at this point. Yeah. Um, we have obviously trade shows being cancelled, ITB uh, in Berlin, the largest travel show was cancelled, and we also um, had uh, Nordic Impact Week being postponed as well for the corona um, virus. Do you, do you think that all these things are going to change, and do you think that uh, new technologies might, might actually make people think, well, you know what, we don't have to uh, travel all this way, book a hotel, uh, pay for the ticket for the for the conference. We might save ourselves 5,000, let's say, dollars per person um, by not going and by doing this online. And people can be actually more immersed as well with uh, augmented reality, virtual reality, mixed reality, or just sitting in front of the computer and watching the videos. And might be more, much more economical. What do you think? Mixed emotions here. Right. Uh, on one hand, yes, uh, absolutely that we should embrace technology and, and um, that all these video, Skype, Zoom, everything you can use, uh, practically it's about learning as well to be mm -hmm. used to do it. But I also believe that given the fact what's happening now with technology and everything, it's going to be even more important to have good meet physical meeting places. And you're sitting at one of those here spaces. For Absolutely. Yeah. I genuinely believe that what's happening right now and where we're heading, we're 7.7 .7 billion today in the world. In By 2050, we have 3.3 more, 10 billion people. Okay, really? So 10 billion people that need energy, food and water. They need meaning in life. They need a work a job right they need somewhere to hang so um and they need somewhere to live they can hang online hang online sure yeah you can hang online so so yeah uh, what's going to happen with technology obviously this is pushing it over so people have to right mm -hmm. so this is going to fuel the next should we say the new renaissance the next um paradigm shift into a new uh, next level of society at all of course it will and it's already happening right now yeah. and uh, when you discover that you can maybe even better conduct a meeting using zoom and video and have more high quality and i mean if you would ask someone in los angeles how is your day look like to sitting in five hours in the car yeah I know everyone in the near, near San Francisco is in that boat, I believe, right? Uh, is I that know. high quality of life? I, I, for me, no, but I don't do that. <laughs> I just take a Boris bike and I walk for like half an hour and I'm here. So, so if, yeah. if more discover that as well, and then you come down to the core of essence of everything, the meaning of life. Right. Uh -huh. Okay. What is the meaning of life for you? It's a pretty good question. Thank you for asking. <laughs> You're most welcome. Go ahead. <laughs> I've been thinking about it for fairly years. Uh, you know, who am I, what I'm doing, and what's the meaning? Yeah. And uh, after hoovering most of books in the topics, uh, for me, it's there's no meaning. The meaning is to give it the meaning you want. Okay. And that's kind of the revolutionary opportunity. Yeah. Okay, so it's not like uh, in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy 42, right? 42, yeah. No, it's 42, well, it, the it, meaning it, of life. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, since everything is made up, uh, it's sort of, it's like a story as well. So, and it starts from you, Dan, 
every second, like in this, we're talking here now, you, mm -hmm. you make a decision how you want to view things, um, well, how you want to act and how you want to do, and that's the beauty and the opportunity. So, and, and you come down, the whole society in 1600th century again here is the setup where we've been hammered with kind of a norms that we think it should be. Mm -hmm. I mean, remember when you, when you were born, right? You come out there, ploop, right? And, and you're empty. That's very graphical. Like, like an empty heart, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so uh, with you, you have your DNA from your parents and the something of vibrations in the environment they've been. I don't know, maybe rock concerts or something. Uh -huh. I don't know. Well, my, my father was a referent, so no, I, I probably maybe have some church in me, but <laughs> that has disappeared a long time ago. You had that, <laughs> amen. Uh, okay, so and then you're like an empty hard drive, yeah. and you're just longing for anything of information get uh -huh. thrown at you. So and then you're going to start school, Peter, when you're six or seven, and then you're going to do logical things in this order. Mm -hmm. And that sort of the setup in the world follow you to you're going to be down below right again yeah and it's kind of a preset what's expected you're gonna get education you're gonna be a production producing contributing person into society you're gonna get a meet a, a partner get kids house wife mortgage so you can get into the system mm -hmm. and you're gonna work and be a loyal contributing person and working towards your your reward when you're going to be retired. That's mm. when you're going to start sailing and play golf and live life. I never liked that idea of living life. That's why I went traveling and left my country, to be honest with you. I, I never wanted to, I never wanted to just have a house and a kids and a dog. And, you know, and then when you're 60, you retire. And then, you know, there's a lawnmower coming past and uh, wipes you off the earth. And you think, what have I lived for? So I never, that never appealed to me. Yeah, no. That you're very unique then, uh, because the most common or most people are in that rat race. Yeah. And, and one of the key things here with learning and, and other things is what if we can help and support more individuals then to, to, to find a better model mm -hmm. and maybe a better way how we can uh, yeah, create more happiness, if we would say that. Because yeah. you come to the meaning then. And, and uh, it's easy if you don't have prerequisites. And for me personally, being an entrepreneur for 30 years, it was I, I didn't have a, a rich uncle or an entrepreneurial family. So I had to go to the system. And the system is like this 1600 century setup. Absolutely, I know. And it's, it's like difficult. a cold, wet blanket killing my passion. Uh -huh. So uh, I'm... Why do you say that? Well, it's been that because it's always been telling me what to do and form me into shape and not supporting what I really want to do. So you don't think you get the support of society when you were growing up? No. Okay. And that's why I am now planning and preparing initiative that's going to be the warm, supportive, inclusive blanket. Very interesting, I must say. That's very interesting. That's for another episode. Yeah, that, that, no, I, I like that, actually. I really like that. Yeah. And if you're looking on where I started, we are today, look at society is traditionally you are everybody going to be employed and be happy and working, right? Yeah. And uh, safety, employed by an employer, holiday, pension, all kind of benefits. Except for now, during the virus, people are being laid off. People are dying, right? No benefits. No benefits, nada. 
<laughs> so, so would that mean maybe that we're going to a more self-responsibility and we're all going to be acting like startups, mm -hmm. but working in more collective um, models, new models, using technology? Uh, apparently, I mean, in the world, I would say we are heading into the biggest business opportunity, unprecedented in a new renaissance. And that's the, 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 the growth of population. And how do you see that? Well, we're growing with 300,000 people a day, as yeah. I said. So it's, it's, we need energy, food and water. Yeah. So, um, but not fossil. We need better, newer, better uh, energy sources. Mm -hmm. uh, but to produce food and water, you need to produce food, you need more water and more energy. So how are we going to, how are we going to fix that? Yeah. And um, then you have the technology digital revolution, which means that there's new products and services that we're not aware of yet, mm -hmm. and also new business models. This is the biggest opportunity. So if you're going to look on the market today, because this war in the world, I shouldn't say war, but conflict of communism or capitalism, and there's one's fault and, and everybody's fighting about it and mm -hmm. shouting this and that. But I mean, we have agreed on a model today for tokens of exchange. If you do something and this costs $2 or something, right? Yeah. We have agreed on that model. As long as we haven't replaced that model, this is how it works. Would you like to replace that? Well, I want to explore better ways of doing it. Anything in your mind at the moment? Um, I mean, there's a lot of exciting technology with uh, with beyond blockchain, I would say, mm -hmm. and use of technology in, in better ways too. Because if you look on what is money, money doesn't exist because it's created. Fiat currencies is created out of debt. You need to create debt to be able to to print fiat currencies. Mm -hmm. And uh, today, why it's going berserk in the world is because you have no underlying value assets real tied to these printed fiat currencies. Mm -hmm. And that was taken out 72 when they decided that it wasn't connected to gold. So, so currencies had an underlying real value. Mm -hmm. Basically today, a bank or institutions can print as much money they like. So what kind of society aside, I suppose, what kind of society is that? Yeah, yeah. So um, and what does it mean then if we could have uh, better technologies uh, beyond blockchain to to digitally absolutely verify and quality assure the authenticity um, of something of these values? How do you see that? If you want to talk about it, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's if you're looking on individual levels then today and our role in society, uh, I will bring up that if you're looking on in the world today, coming back to what we said, this human change, we can fix poverty today, mm -hmm. right? No one should have to be in poverty. So we have enough money in the world as well, but 1% controls nearly, what is it, up to 60% of all wealth. Sure. And it's not a wealth thing, it's the distribution and, and should we say equal equality in terms of that of, of to actually have the wealth. Who needs a billion today in this world? So, so this is a kind of a matureness of mindset and a leadership as well in the world. A lot of billionaires are giving their money away or giving it well, on a piece of paper. Like yeah, they are doing, going, yeah. they're doing that, but I mean, maybe be a little bit of um, sticking out here and saying, okay, well, it's all hum hunkadori and glory, everybody of giving away for philanthropy, but mm -hmm. come on, philanthropy is a tax thing. 
Oh, Bill Gates is doing some good stuff. Yes, but the billions he's giving away, why with those mil- billions you would change the world? Is he not doing that? He's eradicating I, diseases? I don't know. How, what have you seen? Some changing the world things? He eradicated, uh, what was it? Was it polio or was it? Um, I didn't he sell the vaccines as well. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, but, but may, may, I don't know. I don't know. He's putting a lot of money into it. Uh, well, he, he made a change in, in Africa. Sure. And uh, the bill. And, uh, but let's, let's come back to, to uh, the track here because yeah. if you're looking to eradicate poverty today, it's $100 billion about that. And, you, and you as a loan spend $900 billion on military. Yeah. And you as biggest philanthropic fund, one of them have $110 billion. So why isn't someone just making the decision? Right. To take that away from the military. Saying no, no one should be in poverty. Yeah. So, and there you can you Can you do that? Can you eradicate poverty? Can you say it's going away? Or you better just giving everyone some money? Well, I I got to turn the question to you then. What's the underlying reasons that, if you say the fact no one in, in the world, a human being, family, wants to have to escape to any other places if there's not really in a dramatic why is those flows and why is this immigrations and this um, unstable places in the world creating that people have to leave this because most people want to have a decent life Mm -hmm. they want to be with their family where they are from they don't want to be on an escape or an immigrant or trying to go to another country ask anyone they wouldn't do that so so why do we have that kind of setup at all so why don't we have better leadership in the world as well too because who benefits on all this you get a look on the world as well then start following the money yeah no i i understand that but you know um people that 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 leave their country from from northern countries of africa for example and they go to shores of europe they just want a, a better life and i actually think that these are people that make a step yeah a big step for them to leave their country and come but, here. but Peter, this, this is about the leadership if you look yeah. on history as well yeah so-called developed countries yeah. has exploited of course yeah no doubt and, 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 and in the world today you yeah. have a new um I mean, what is China doing today, for example? It's pretty much imperialism as well. Probably. Yeah. So, so um, where is that coming from, from these countries and, and that are wanting to be uh, using other countries in the way we have been doing? It comes from simple power from human individuals that you, you think that that's kind of the um, optimum thing for you to, to be in power and doing that. But... Uh, that comes with education and information for, and a more awareness for humans as well. Then, and um, that's why that's the most important thing in the world: self-awareness and self-esteem. Self-esteem, self-awareness, education. It all comes down to education, right? At a certain point, so that's what you're very much involved in. If you have the knowledge, you have the awareness. I mean, look in the world today. Yeah. I mean, it seems to be rare that we see an intellectual, respectful dialogue conversation. Except for this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a very good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah indeed. Okay, in, so in, well, well inst- ahead, right? inst- instead you're saying that it, it appears like we are all shouting at each other. Right. Well, you don't know that. You don't. You have right. I'm wrong. Yeah. You don't do this. Why Sometimes do they do that with an academic background as well. 
I had this morning on Twitter that said I, that I didn't know because I was quoting newspapers on the coronavirus. Yeah. And, uh, and obviously the guy was a nurse. And he said, well, you, you can't say that. And my, my fiance is from Bergamo, right? Her family is there. So you had to give like six condolences uh, yesterday, which is a lot. Yeah. And I said, you know, that comes because the economic situation there, they did not want to shut down the city because that's where the factories are in the north in Lombardy. Uh, they didn't want to close down the roads because it was an economical decision. And all I said was, well, you know, in London, this could happen very well as well because they have been quite slow and they're still quite slow in implementing the right measure. So I was basically put down by someone uh, on Twitter who's a nurse uh, and a traveler and said that uh, I was using uninformed sources and uh, I should basically shut up because I didn't know. So basically that was shouting at that point at me, even though I was just giving my opinion on what I've read. This is exactly what I talk about. It's not Mark Zuckerberg or others who have developed open platforms for us to communicate. I mean, Facebook is like an open city hall for us to all meet and have a great time mm -hmm. and communicate. So why are someone then typing ugly things or unnecessary things? Because it's all energy. Or clickbait. Or clickbaits or whatever. Well, of course, someone will trying to use things for an opportunity to convey messages or convey people to do different things. But on the greater gooder side, it's an it's like an open global city hall for us to meet and communicate. You like that, Ian? Yeah. You like uh, Facebook? Yeah. I like all, all good um, communication platforms where we can communicate and interact. I right. mean, think before Facebook. Yeah. How did you interact and communicate? Well, there was LinkedIn at that point, but I was not very happy with that platform at that yeah. point either yeah. because I sent messages all over the place from my contacts without yeah. me knowing, but, you know. I think it's a, it's a part of the revolution that we have digital tools today, how to interact socially. And, and this is kind of the beauty. We don't have to travel because we can do that instantly. We can choose when we want to do that yeah. as well. Yeah, I like it, actually. I like it. I spend a lot of my time on the internet uh, myself, I must admit. Maybe too much. Yeah. Um, then um, you say as well, uh, well, we have the areas that you focus on, I think, uh, with regards to uh, climate and societal challenges. Mm. Um, what you do as well is financing for people, uh, you say, for planet and for profit in that particular order. Um, do you do this via the uh, via the events via Nordic Impact Week? Uh, how, how do you do that? How do you bring people together? How do you how do you match? Uh, companies or startups in, in uh, say, let's say in Helsinki, which, which you just mentioned, how do you match mm -hmm. those with um, companies worldwide or investors worldwide? How do you do that? Well, simple, with a good network. Good network, yeah. Do you create that network via um, via the um, Nordic Impact Week or other, other, other ways that you do that? The basic network is 25 years of investments. Okay. Um, that have been an opportunity to actually be an entrepreneur and travel around the world. And uh, <clears throat> Nordic Impact Week is a meeting place yeah. to bring the right people to make things happen. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you, you, you are, you're the founder of the, of the Nordic Impact Week, right? Or, yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And um, did you start that particular for that, for that reason, to bring together companies and investments or... Uh, Nordic Impact Week is to help support Nordic, Nordic and Baltic entrepreneurs yeah. and, and other entrepreneurs to, to meet, to do business. 
Uh, there's knowledge transfer. Uh, you need to have a lot of inspiration. Yeah. And if you can have immense fun at the same time, yeah, things happen. That happens when you actually meet people, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, face to face. Yeah. So uh, Nordic Impact Week started in Silicon Valley in San Francisco. Oh, so did it? Yeah. So it's seven years now. This year in October, given that Corona goes away, we will go to San Francisco and also Los Angeles this year. Where, when are you doing that? September. Um it's in October. October. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So put an anecdote to it. Uh, I can help you to find the needle in the haystack in, in Silicon Valley, given what you need. Right. And how, how it's by the contacts that you have and the matchmaking that you do. Yeah? It's all about network. All about networking. Very good indeed. Okay. And um, yeah, what, what else uh, can, can, can we say there? Um, that's it. Just networking, just contacts. Anything else? Any other well, factors you, in play? There must be something else in play there. Or? Yeah, network. You, you gotta have um, a curiosity to actually wanting to doing it, of course. Yeah. Uh, but um, and, and then you need to. Um, well, the network is is how you actually do it. So, introduced to a warm contact, uh, given the fact whether you're a, a startup or a scale up or whatever type and organization you want to meet the mayor of Palo Alto, for example, yeah. how is that happening? Well, I happen to been there and then there and then. So I know such and such and I can do a warm introduction. So it's all about a warm introduction to someone that knows you because you built trust. Yeah. 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 That, 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 that makes total sense. I'm sure that, that everyone could use that. I'm yeah. sure as well. well, the challenge is to get paid for it, of course. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, that was that was the third part in order, wasn't it? Uh, was it was, 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 was people and then um, planets and then profit. <laughs> profit. Well, it's 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 a value you bring. So uh, any kind of startup company, whatever, if you don't bring value, you have no business. Yeah. So then you got to look what's the value you bring, and that's kind of the speciality, my strength. To open a warm door, yeah. to know what to where to tap, to to find that needle in the haystack. Given what you need, you, I'm looking for a project in Singapore. I'm looking for a partner in Melbourne. Yeah. I need an investor. Uh, so not just financing, not just financing, also no, just no. Uh, projects and yeah. yeah. Ah, okay, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. And the companies that you work with, uh, the startups, is that like seed stage, Series A? Uh, B. There are from from early stage before early stage, before seed yeah pre seed pre actually pre idea I should say oh really almost, yeah. yeah could be yeah it's it's been um, yeah it's been great to be part of of the growth or start or birth of, of many companies as well and then then uh, following up to organizations and larger companies as well any examples of any companies that you would like to mention or. Uh, yeah, I can mention one uh, Swedish company, um, a little uh, electric car called Unity, I can mention. Unity, uh, okay. Yeah. Unity. Um, they were part of Nordic Impact Week to Silicon Valley 2015. Yep. And they sort of broke through. They bro uh, oh, okay. came, uh, got uh, immense uh, traction, publicity yeah. And, yeah. and traction and... Uh, it's just took off for them. Now they are on the way on to do production actually here in the UK. I think it's, it's, it's Silverstone. 
Oh yeah, okay. Some connections there. All right. So they are about to start a small city car, electric car, uh, where they actually have revolutionized the car manufacturing industry from from the ground, bottom up, by using new technology, using new um, materials, and looking into that. So now they're in a stage which is is quite challenging as well to in this environment to to secure financing for the next steps. But that's just what one example. Um, there are individuals who has joined as well. So individuals, entrepreneurs who are saying it's been changed my life. Okay. And green energy, have you been involved with that? Solar or anything like that? So, um... Yeah, I'm doing a lot in solar. Mm-hmm. Um, some other examples is a Swedish company called Absolicon. Absolicon. Okay. Yeah. So they do solar thermal. So solar energy, solar heating. Okay. Uh, when you say solar, most think photovoltaic, ele- yeah, electricity. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that's a simple thing. Okay. Uh, anyone can do that, and and most Chinese panels do that today. But uh, Absolicon produce heat from solar, so okay. they concentrate the solar sun and heat uh, any kind of fluid mm-hmm. that then uh, can can run any kind of engine. So uh, and the need for for energy, or everybody thinks it's electricity, but the industry uses heat. So the need is 50%, not electricity, of heat, and mainly for the industry in the world. So this is a really untapped market. And there are some great companies in this field, and one specifically from Sweden, which I've been following for uh, 12 years, I think, and that's Absolicon. Yeah. Since 2008 as well. Yeah, they're doing great. They, okay. are, they have a model where you actually set up manufacturing and produce on the local market. Mm-hmm. So then I was setting up production in China. They are setting up production in Africa. So you source material and you create jobs locally as well. And you get closer to that market. So it's a kind of a, should we say, next step of, of a, a better business model, how you operate as well. Right. Yeah. That's, so that's that's two examples. That, that's very good. Let's, um, we've been talking, you probably don't realize this, but we've been talking for 55 minutes already. Oh my God. You didn't know that, did you? No. Could have been like 15. Huh? Keep going. <laughs> okay. We'll go to the um, uh, to something that's really uh, in the news at the moment, uh, the coronavirus. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's horrible. It's awful. And there's a lot of people are dying. Um, but they, there's some uh, news in, in, in the newspapers. They say some parts of it actually, and we touched on it very, very early in the conversation, are quite good. So we have the canals of Venice. They are running clear. They say like the good old times. They say actually lagoon waters of the ancient times because there's no traffic. There's no one. Everyone's in their house. Uh, there's no tourists, and roughly at this time, normally there's like 700,000 people uh, a month roaming through the city. Yeah. Um, we also have in China, um, uh, where pollution is just dramatically dropped uh, since everyone has been uh, confined to their house as well, which is logical. But, you know, it just, as you mentioned earlier, that's you can see how it actually can be better and we can learn something from this. And there have been quite a few articles from that as well, as well um, about the way that the coronavirus has been handled uh, at this point and uh, quite quite dramatically and quite, quite you know, firmly and uh, in most instances. Uh, might be a bit slower in some parts and other parts, but they think that climate change and um, everything around that should really be handled in the same way. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, long as you, question. Uh, eh? As you said, it's um, uh, what is happening, really. I, um, 
where, where does where did it come from um why don't we have a better um healthcare and and preventive system to discover this and take care of it in a better way uh i mean that's um that, that's a lot of open questions uh and why does it happen right now uh, with the coronavirus uh, i mean there's so much information flowing about it as well a lot of fake information as well well who can judge um i have to close down a number of these whatsapp channels and others because there's just floating that you know my uncle in in there he's a doctor and here's some inside information and this is what you should know about yeah. corona yeah and um you know, since i'm not a doctor myself i mean it's hard to really know and you're not an expert in the field sure. what is really true out of this so you have to sort of trust yourself and look at the key well governmental resources and the professionals in this field yeah. and and sort of be cautious in all cases because it's it's really ugly it's really dangerous uh and i'm 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 sort of really surprised how it's had escalated mm. and uh it's it's quite uncomfortable yeah Yeah. Right, right now, and, and how uh, how they're dealing with it? Obviously, now is is quite rigorous, huh? like confining well, um, people to two people on the streets uh, or stay in your house. Uh, you know, I'm really worried about because right now, what on earth is happening? Basically, they're wiping out democracy in one go, and most countries or many countries now have state of emergency laws coming in place, basically yeah. ordering you taking control to go and stay inside seems to help in China and at the moment as well the indications that Italy is uh, slowing down as well because no one can leave their house maybe people are still dying in their house i don't know well this is again to be discussed there are so many stories coming out of China and uh, what's the really source of it why did it start in Wuhan yeah Do you have an idea about that? No, I mean they are sort of claiming and they are making up stories and saying it's come from water animals something da 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 at yeah. the local market in Wuhan yeah. and that's the story. What do you think? Um I don't believe in it at all. What do you believe? Well, if you want to say of course you who who yeah. have interest to create this um and mm-hmm. um who who knows that? I don't know. Um on the on the good parts out of this uh, since i i'm sort of this spiritual in this thing there's a meaning with everything so what can we do here about this it, it is facts it's happening right now and um i believe this is the kind of the signal or the starting point for this paradigm shift and hopefully it's creating more awareness with individuals right now in any home around the world to be more thoughtful yeah. and thinking and i would like to encourage anyone listening to this that come on everything you're saying now in all these whatsapp groups and everything that we not, we need to care about each other mm-hmm. look after each other it's all about love we are one everything you see in these groups today why don't we do that every day mm-hmm. So that's something that can be learned from the situation. Not right? just it when corona and its challenges, that is something we need to embrace every day. So 
Yes, uh, hopefully there are learnings coming out of this, but then we need virtual reality to this. Remember what we said, one week we forgot about it, two mm -hmm. weeks we forgot it all. Yeah. So Corona will for sure blow over. But fundamentally, I believe this is a starting point of a paradigm shift in society at whole. And the world is never going to be the same again. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good moment to um, ask you, where can people find you? Yes, where can you find me? <laughs> where can I find you? You are in Sweden, you are in London, but you have websites, obviously. Um, yeah. Cleantechregion.org. Cleantechregion.org. Uh, .org or com, it doesn't matter. Or Lars Ling at Twitter. Lars Ling at Twitter. I'll put it in the show notes, obviously. Easiest, yeah. yeah. Is there anything that you would like to say? Anything that you would like to say to the world here? Whoever is listening, of course, might be a small world. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, I would like to thank you, first of all, for inviting me. Uh, um, this is, like we said, coincidence and it's an opportunity and it happened. Mm -hmm. I'm very happy for that you asked. Uh, what I would like to say to the world is that we can do this. And uh, there's only opportunities out there for us together. It's for us together to actually... Uh, it's, it's how we view these things. So every second you can make a decision how you want to view, how you want to act, and you own that thing. So if we want to have a fantastic, flourishing, happy society um, with nothing else than happiness, and um, uh, we can do this. So we have it covered. There's nothing to worry about. It's going to be okay. That's a very positive and not, I must I'm say. a hopeaholic. A hopeaholic. <laughs> something today. Lars, thank you so much for being here. Much appreciated. Thank you, Peter. Well, that was great. That was uh, Lars Ling here in the studio in Chiswick. Um, fantastic to have him on the show. I'll put all the links uh, in the show notes. You can find the latest news on our podcast on podcast.earth. Thank you very much for listening. You listen to Peter de Vries uh, and this is podcast. Dodder.